0: hello again welcome to another episode of the uranium market minute today is wednesday may 11th and this is episode number 120. my name is justin Hune. i am your host i'm the founder and publisher of the uranium insider pro newsletter the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis as always nothing that you hear or see in this podcast is intended to be investing advice i'm not your financial advisor this is not financial advice please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices All right, another pretty nasty day. Started out pretty nice in the morning. It looks like the broad markets and most markets in general reacted positively initially to the CPI numbers that came out this morning that were slightly less than previous months. But uh, that was a fake out and the markets turned red. And of course, uranium did as well, pinned essentially to the broad market moves right now, which does not look pretty out there. So I'm gonna go over a couple of things that I'm seeing in the charts. The daily scoreboard is going to be really quick, not much to report there other than some redemptions by the ETFs. And then I want to look at a couple of developments uh, that I think are important to note in the mailbag section and what that means for this sector in the short term and the medium term and the long term. So to start off, let's go ahead and jump right into the daily scoreboard. Uh, the spot price of uranium is unchanged from yesterday. There, We saw some bids and asks being raised in the background, but the transactions did not go through as they were not reported by Numerico today, which by the way, if you are invested in this space and you want to follow the spot price of uranium, the most visible place to do that is on Twitter. It's at Numerico N-U-M-E-R-C-O and they publish changes in the spot price. And um, there's other ways that you can find that spot reporting, but some of them are behind a paywall. That's just the most visible and easy, easy way to track it essentially. So uh, for the most part, basically unchanged on the day that we did see a little bit of action in the spot market. Um, Of course, uh, Sput raised no new money, nor did they buy any additional pounds. They're still sitting on just under 30 million in cash, uh, 26 million to be exact. And of course, they're at a huge discount to NAV here. In fact, they logged yesterday a minus 13% discount to their net asset value, which is the largest discount that we have logged since starting this podcast. Um, So Sput clearly is uh, also beholden to the broad markets here with that substantial of a discount and financial players not taking advantage of that to arb that off. Of course, I believe that shifts once we have a little bit more risk being put on. When will that happen? Doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime really soon. We need the broad markets to settle. We need the fear to dissipate and the risk to come back into the markets, generally speaking. Will that happen? Yes. Will it happen tomorrow? Probably not. Will it happen next week? Who knows? Um, So this is definitely a market for the patient. Turning to the ETFs, Monday, as expected, pretty big share issue, excuse me, share redemptions by URA, 1.1 million in share redemptions. URNM reporting no changes in outstanding shares. So what I believe is happening is URA looks like there's a two day lag and they're reporting URNM a one day lag. As yesterday, we saw a 75,000 share redemption from URNM. That likely happened on Monday as they reported no uh, changes in outstanding shares when Monday really was the bloodbath in the sector. So 1.1 million share redemptions for URA, that's 16.5 million in mandated selling, not insignificant. Um, We definitely could feel that on Monday as the selling was persistent in these ETFs. They were down 7-8% on the day, and that had a massive flywheel effect in the wrong direction. Um, Of course, that flywheel helps us out on the upside and it hurts us on the downside. So, um, yeah, share redemptions are the name of the game during heavy sell-offs, but for the most part during lighter sell-offs, we haven't really seen much in the way of redemptions. So, uh, this flywheel effect from the ETFs definitely has been helping us more than hurting us. But of course, on a day like Monday, that was just uh, sell now or shoot now and ask questions later. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, the sector action today was green to start off the day but uh, shifted a couple of hours into the trading. So why don't we go ahead and take a look at the charts. Starting off with URA, we have clearly lost that uh, accumulation cylinder, at least for the short term. Will that be an undercut low and will we regain that going forward? That is yet to be seen. We've got another one or 2% down to meet that January low, which I would like to see us hold. Do I think we hold it? I really don't know. Honestly, the risk-off sentiment across the sectors here is is palpable. The fear is palpable. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if we lose that. I would also, of course, love to see uh, the lows of last August hold. Considering everything that has happened, fundamentally speaking, this sell-off really is throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, This is a a liquidity event, and uh, the correlation of everything goes to one. Everything is getting sold off across the board. There is a massive um, liquidation event happening in the cryptocurrency market. And that, that market is huge. It's huge. It's trillions of dollars huge. And when they're selling, like we've seen, we've seen a couple of coins absolutely collapse in the past couple of days. And there are knock-on effects of these liquidity events. A lot of people that hold cryptocurrencies don't only hold cryptocurrencies. And if they get margin called, they have to sell down other Uh, other equities or other um, securities that they hold in order to fund those margin calls. And so when you see anything blow up, you have knock-on effects across markets. And that's just the game that we're in right now. It's not pretty, but that is what it is. So I want to note a couple of things here. One, uh, look how oversold we are on both the MACD and the RSI. MACD is deeply, deeply oversold. RSI, this is the most oversold level that we have seen since March of 2020, and honestly, another day like today, and we're there. Um, So historically speaking, this level of oversold has been a fantastic buying opportunity. Now, that's probably a short-term type of buying opportunity, possibly midterm. I do think we will get a bounce here because we are so oversold, but I'm not convinced that that is the quote-unquote bottom, cyclically speaking. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if we do get a bounce that that does eventually get sold off again. We need to see the risk come back on across the markets, either that or a catalyst come into the uranium space here. We need new money. We need some new uh, news as the fundamentals that are set up as of now, which in my opinion are unbelievably bullish, are not sufficient to keep the money in the sector um, or to bring new money in. So we are seeing uh, obviously there's plenty of weak hands selling here. Um, people going for liquidity, wherever they can get it, regardless of how great the fundamentals look. With that said, the RSI and MACD are severely oversold here. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see at least a short-term bounce in the coming days. Let's look at Cameco. Again, I highlighted yesterday the same thing um, in terms of RSI. When we've been this oversold in the past, it's been a great entry, at least for a run for a couple of months. And of course, if you go back far enough, this level of RSI back March, 2020, it was clearly the buy everything moment. Sprott's Uranium Trust, again, selling off significantly today, uh, down, uh, let's see, down uh, more than 2% on the day. In fact, I'm, I'm losing that number here. I think it was down, let's see, down almost 4% on the day. And with Uranium unchanged, we are likely pushing a 15% discount to net asset value. That is huge. That is not going to last. Uh, You've heard it here first, that discount. I mean, maybe it'll go deeper in the short-term. I don't really know. I tend to try to shy away from short-term predictions, but this is a significant discount to net asset value for such a vehicle. Uh, We have lost the 200-day. This chart has now turned short-term bearish and we need to see new money come into this vehicle, into the space to see that reverse. And or recovery in the spot price. now the spot price did fall a couple of dollars yesterday, but we saw it unchanged, um, holding firm here for now. And we do know that there are other players in the spot market currently, and there are plenty of players in the midterm and long term markets here. Everything about the fuel cycle remains in a mid to long term uptrend. things are looking very, very tight, honestly concerning for those that are needing to secure pounds for their uh, nuclear power plants across the fuel cycle. We have huge RFPs, those are request for a proposal that are going out from the 2024 to 2033 range um, in US and non-US utilities for enrichment and EUP. Those RFPs will have knock-on effects for UF6 and U308. And as I mentioned before, that knock-on effect for the U308 market can be measured either in weeks or months, not years. So I fully expect that support for U308 to, cut, to trickle down that's going to happen in the short to midterm. Um, I have very high confidence in that. The last chart I want to show you, I did show you yesterday as well. Uh, Let's do URNM relative to the S&P. Okay. We're almost there. Look at this trend line here. Now this is the performance of URNM, which is basically a basket of pure play uranium miners relative to the S&P 500. So If we go back to October, November 2020, that was just before the beginning, in my opinion, of this bull market. We have seen this uh, this correct multiple times since that point. In fact, this is the third big correction. The first one happened in the summer of last year. That was June to August of last year. The second one happened after the November highs to January. Third one, we are in the thick of it right now. Will we hold this trend line? That remains to be seen. We could both sectors, the S&P, the broad markets and uranium could fall hand in hand. And this chart would just move sideways. Okay, so this is over the last, let's say, three weeks an underperformance of uranium relative to the S&P. And we know how bad the S&P has been. So this uh, this is a very interesting chart. This is one I watch frequently and we are almost there to that trend line on another day like today or uh, like the last few days. And we are absolutely there. And again, this is reaching pretty significant levels of oversold on the RSI. It shows here we could go a little bit lower. And looking back into the past, we did bounce off that trend line at similar levels of oversold on the RSI. All right, so mailbag section. Okay, so I want to talk about here, um, and this is just broad. These are not questions that are coming into me, although there's been a few. Honestly, it's been very quiet. Um, I'm very, very proud of how well people are handling this And I know that it's difficult to see paper losses or in some cases realized losses, if you are somebody who has chosen to sell or has had to sell due to margin calls. So this essentially what we're in is a short-term bear market, right? This is a a pullback. Is this a bear trap? Um, We're going to have to see. Um, There's very, very smart people that I follow in this space that have traded the sector extremely well, who believe that we are in a bear trap. And, um, and that we are going to revert to uh, the mean and revert to a bull market for commodities and for uranium in general. Um, but for the short-term here, we are, this is looking bearish. All the charts across the space are absolutely bearish and there's no, um, there's no skirting around that. There's no reason to sugarcoat that. It looks bad. Um, what does this mean for the short-term, medium-term and long-term as uranium investor? For the short-term, painful paper or potentially realized losses in the near term. That's just the reality. We could see lower broad markets. We could see uranium continue to move down with everything else that's being sold off right now. There's, uh, uranium definitely has had outsized beta to the broad markets, but it's not the only thing that's being sold off. Like I mentioned, cryptocurrencies are selling off. Precious metals continue to sell off. Um, oil has been unbelievably strong and the stocks have been selling off. So it's, um, it's, this is just a liquidity event and we are in the middle of it when will that end? I don't know. I'm not in, like I said, I'm not in the camp of short-term predictions, but what are the short-term effects of this? That's what they are. It's a painful, it's painful to hold through this. Now, if you are a contrarian, if you are bullish on the fundamentals and you are a contrarian, what is a contrarian? Somebody who acts, uh, who acts differently than the crowd, let's say. That's probably not the definition from the Merriam Webster dictionary, but that's how we're going to call it for, uh, for this, for these purposes. Okay. So when the crowd is uh, bleeding out, um, when the crowd is having a difficult time, when the crowd is selling, okay, we see selling events like this. What do we have? We've got 40% of retail, maybe 50% of retail that are that are just uh, hitting the bid. They're bailing out. They're taking what they can get and they say, it's just too painful. I got to step away and let this settle out. And you know what? That's fine. Just that makes a market, right? Let them do it. You have 40% of retail that's holding and they're curled up in the fetal position in the corner of the room and saying, uh, mommy, please let this stop. Make it go away. Open, you know. Let me know when we're back in the green and I'm back at break even, or I'm back at my at, at losses that are less than what I'm seeing on the screen right now. Or maybe if you've been been investing in this uh, for some time, as I have, and a number of people that we follow and a number of our members have, you're still largely in the green. It's just paper losses in the short term if you happen to enter added positions, you know, in the past few months so uh basically if you are a contrarian these are markets that get you salivating when you see charts that are deeply oversold like this when you see everybody bearish um, that's something to take note from a sentiment perspective and that means we could at least see a short-term bounce, if not a reverse of the trend Um, as a contrarian myself at least with this investment now i do also trade momentum with other accounts but uh this is a fundamental investment for me so this is this is a long-term investment, and this is something that I've added on weakness as a contrarian multiple times over the past years. So far, that has uh, served me very, very well. So contrarians are starting to get greedy. Um, the, the classic Warren Buffett quote, buy when there's blood in the streets, uh, or be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. That's a classic contrarian mindset. And um, you know we're in that moment right now. Does that mean that that means this is the bottom? No, it doesn't. Doesn't mean this is the bottom it doesn't mean we can't go lower but we're starting to get palpable fear and we're starting to get um uh just uh, selling be getting selling uh, shoot now ask questions later okay so that's kind of what it means from an investment perspective at least in the short term what does it mean for the sector in the mid and long term okay what this means is that the supply deficit is going to be prolonged and deeper why Well, if these uh, companies cannot raise money to fund their projects, if we have a stagnation in the spot price of uranium um, as we are currently, then that means that this supply deficit is going to be prolonged and it's going to be deeper. We had UXC report that they expect 135 million pounds of uranium to be produced this year. How much is consumed globally in reactors? Between 175 and 180 million, okay? That's 40, 45 million pound deficit. Do we have secondary supply? Yes. Now, UXC will count inventory drawdown as secondary supply. Basically, uh, the fact that reactors will be operating and not just shut off because of a supply deficit, they're going to find uh, uranium somehow, whether that's through inventory drawdown or secondary supply. Now, we're looking at secondary supply from underfeeding this year, severely interrupted and going forward, severely interrupted. I mentioned that deeply the other day. What does that mean? That means we're still going to be at a huge uh, deficit this year. And financial players, if you add to that structural demand of 175 to 180 million pounds this year, you add what is Sput already purchased. They've already purchased over 15 million, uh, almost 15 million pounds this year alone. So let's take that to 190, 195 million pounds. And the deficit continues to grow. So we're at a huge deficit. And when there's uh, markets like this, where companies are going to be struggling to raise money, let's just face it. Nobody's going to go out and do a private placement right now, and if they do, um, companies that did that a few weeks ago were stoked that they did it because uh, they nailed it right before this sell-off. Um, rising interest rates makes it more difficult to borrow. Um, it makes it less accretive to borrow. It makes it more dilutive to borrow. Um, these are things that affect these markets. Okay, and so uh, this is not the type of market that is going to bring production on quickly which is what the utilities need to avert disaster going out two, three, four, five plus years. So while that uh, doesn't necessarily bring you comfort as an investor, as you're realizing paper losses or as you're seeing paper losses or having realized losses, that is the reality for the physical market. That's the reality for the physical uranium market. And that's what we're in currently. Okay, what else? What? How can we compound that news even further? Uh, we saw a news story today coming out Uh, Ministers in the UK consider delaying nuclear power decommissioning to help ease the crisis. Okay, what does that mean? That means that planned decommissioning for a a number of reactors in the UK, they are considering extending the lives of these reactors. So you can go ahead and take your supply demand analysis and add some added demand in the coming years. Maybe they get five-year extensions, maybe they get 10-year extensions. That's demand that wasn't penciled in to any of these supply and demand forecasts. So as we're having supply uh, further impacted by these capital markets and by a stagnation currently in the spot price of uranium, and while the midterm and long-term price of uranium is on the rise, and we have the likes of Cameco, the likes of uh Prom, the Uzbeks, Irano with JVs in Kazakhstan and Canada, there's a number of entities that are signing contracts, right? The spot price of uranium is what affects um, not only these contracts that are partially referenced to the spot price, but also these juniors that might be um, getting into production with one, two, three, four million pounds produced per year. Well, an active, lively spot price that is at a, a price that brings them a positive cash flow based on their estimated capital costs of developing that mine. Um, they need a thriving and, and uh, active spot price that's a uh, spot market that is accretive to them. Okay. So, what does that mean? That means that these delays in, in uh, decommissioning for reactors adds to that future demand and that should have utilities concerned. Here's another story today. South Korea seeks to resume construction of two nuclear reactors in 2025. Okay, that's a few years off, but the messaging is clear. Uh, the previous president of South Korea that just got uh, uh, be- uh, beaten out by the new president who won the election was very, very bullish on nuclear energy Now they're saying not only do they want to build their export business to the tune of building 10 new reactors um, as exports globally in the next 10 years, they are seeking to restart the construction of some plants that, that got the construction halted by the previous president that wanted to phase out nuclear. South Korea is doing a U-turn. South Korea is a major player. Um, we saw uh, uh, Samsung uh, take a larger stake in the new company New Scale that's building small modular reactors. Okay, so everything, nothing could be more bullish fundamentally in how this is setting up. The capital markets just aren't complying. All right, so what else does this all mean? Trying to wrap this all into some grand narrative here. What this means is if we are seeing the supply impacted by these capital markets, by the stagnation currently in the spot price of uranium, and we're seeing that, uh, that supply deficit prolonged, at the same time we're seeing the demand increase by day over day stories like this, uh, that means what we are likely to see Is a larger longer and more violent upturn when this does resume okay that's just the reality of it so i know that these are difficult capital markets i know it's not easy to see red on the screen day over day it's not easy to see outsized beta as bad as the broad markets are to see a sector that we are invested in with unbelievable fundamentals sell off worse than the broad markets it's not easy to see the fundamental setup continues to improve so what that means is we're likely to see Maybe longer, a larger, a more violent upturn when this resumes. All right. I hopefully that uh, I hopefully hopefully that I explained that in a succinct way that was understandable, and I hope that you all are doing okay out there. This is not easy. This is tough sledding, uh, but things will get better, and at some point, the broad markets will go back to risk on, and or we'll see some funds come back into the space, and we know how these rallies can go once it does resume. All right. Uh, With all of that said, be well, take care, and I will see you again tomorrow. Cheers.